Good morning. Thank you, Michaela, for that beautiful prelude as we gather this morning for worship. Welcome to celebrate here this day, this Sunday, the Ascension of our Lord. Whether you're joining us on our OSL YouTube channel, our radio broadcast, our OSL podcast, we are so glad you are here with us as we are indeed connected together as the body of Christ through the Holy Spirit alive and at work in us. I remind you that there is a little reminder of our Easter celebration hidden somewhere in our sanctuary. Kids and adults, keep your eyes peeled for that reminder. And I invite you to take a moment now to light a candle, gather some bread, crackers, tortillas, some wine or grape juice so that we can celebrate Holy Communion together, a meal full of God's promises, a meal that connects us together too. As we begin our worship this morning, I invite you to make the sign of the cross on yourself just like this as I offer that sign of the cross upon you as we gather in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Joined to Christ. In the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people from slavery to freedom. At the river, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word, you claim us as daughters and sons. We praise you for the gift of water that sustains life, and above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives in your forgiveness, grace, and love. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, Rise Up, O Saints of God, hymn number 669.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. We sing together our hymn of praise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, your blessed Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Mercifully give us faith to trust that, as he promised, he abides with us on earth to the end of time, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our readings this morning come from the Gospel according to Luke and from the Acts of the Apostles. Both books were written by the same author. The Gospel is Volume 1 and Acts is Volume 2. Our reading today is made up of the very last verses of the Gospel and the very opening verses of Acts. Together they tell the story of Jesus' ascension. His final words to the, to the disciples help to prepare them for what will come next. We sing together our gospel acclamation. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the eleven and those with them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. 
while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. Luke writes, in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me, For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear sisters and brothers, grace and peace to you in the name of the risen and ascended Christ. Amen. Happy Ascension Day. It has been 40 days since Easter now, 40 days of post-resurrection appearances to the disciples, 40 days to reflect on the life and ministry and death of Jesus in light of the resurrection. 40 days. But now it is time for Jesus, the Word made flesh, who was with God from the very beginning, but who has been dwelling among us, It is time now for Jesus, the Son of the living God, to move back home. Before he goes, though, a final word to his disciples. Wait. Stay here. Waiting. That's not a word I associate with this time of year, but here we are. Waiting. Waiting waiting to see what the virus will do next, waiting to hear the guidance from political and public health officials, waiting to see each other face to face, waiting for life to return to normal, waiting. No, it doesn't feel right. Waiting is for Advent. When we are normally so busy with Christmas concerts and parties, shopping and baking, it's easy, well, it's easy for me, to lose track of God. And so the reminder in the midst of Advent preparations and busyness to slow down and to wait is just what I need in order to help connect me with God who makes and fulfills promises. Wait for the Lord. Yes, that feels just right for Advent. But Easter? Easter, it's a time for celebration. We've done our waiting. We made it to the cross. We sat in vigil all day on Holy Saturday. We got up early to go to the tomb on Sunday morning. Now is the time for grand processions, for the saints to come marching in, singing Alleluia and repeating, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Now is the time to flit around with butterflies and marvel at the power of the resurrection as trees begin to bud out and flowers begin to bloom. But throughout this Easter season, we have had to wait. Our alleluias shared from at least six feet away. And the saints, well, we aren't marching in just yet. 
And now, as the season comes to an end, we're told to keep on waiting. Wait again, wait still. There's more to what Jesus says. He doesn't just say, wait here, and then disappear, leaving us to wonder what he meant. Stay here, Jesus says, because I am sending to you what the Father promised. Surely a reference to the Holy Spirit. But, I think, Jesus has quite a bit more in mind than that. Scattered through the pages of Scripture are the promises of God going all the way back. A long time ago in a country far, far away, God called to Abraham and Sarah and promised to bless them and their descendants and through them to bless all the people of the world. Stay here, wait, because I am sending you what the Father has promised, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God's salvation made possible in Jesus Christ. The blessing of God are about to go viral. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Jesus is returning to the Father but not to put his feet up and take a well-earned break. Jesus is returning to the right hand of the Father, a position of power and authority, to be sure, but also a position of ongoing activity. Jesus is the Father's right-hand man, and there is still work to do. Jesus is just going to be working from home. For those of us that have been working through the Acts Bible study, we have learned that the first verse of Acts can be translated this way. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. All that Jesus began to do. Began. Jesus' work is not over, you see, and, and Acts shows us just how this work continues. Wait here, Jesus says. Maybe the disciples had thoughts of returning to their normal lives after Jesus left them, heading back north to Galilee, grabbing their fishing gear and getting back out on the lake. But there is no going back to normal. Things are a-changing. The ground is shifting right under their feet, and they are, no doubt, filled with fear This past week, I attended a virtual conference, and I listened to a lecture by Ellen Davis, a professor from Duke Divinity School. Now, strictly speaking, she was discussing the Exodus story, but her insight strikes me as more widely applicable. Standing on the shore of the Red Sea, Exodus tells us that the Israelites were very afraid. Well, who wouldn't be? Pharaoh's army is breathing down their necks, and the Red Sea stands in front of them, blocking the way forward. Fear, in this moment, is a natural response. But we know what happens next. God saves God's people. Acting through Moses, God parts the Red Sea, and the Israelites make it across, while Pharaoh and his army don't. The Israelites, now safely on the other side, step back for a minute to reflect on what God has done. And then Exodus tells us that the Israelites feared the Lord and trusted him. The Israelites have moved from natural fear to what Ellen Davis calls holy fear. Natural fear is connected to dread, But holy fear is connected to trust and faith. I can't help but think that this is exactly what is happening in the Ascension story. The disciples are scared. They have every right to be. Only 40 days ago, their leader, friend, rabbi was brutally executed by the Roman authorities. Their lives remain in constant danger. And what's worse, Jesus has just told them they are to publicly bear witness to him and share the same message that got Jesus himself killed. Natural fear. The smart thing, the safe thing to do would be to flee back to Galilee, jump in their boats, and put the whole matter behind them. 
so Jesus says, stay here. The work they have been called to, the work they have been doing with Jesus is only getting started. Stay here. Wait. And while they wait, the disciples know what to do. They pray and care for each other. They are, Luke says, constantly in the temple. And when they aren't in the temple, Acts tells us they are in an upper room praying and watching over each other. I have been living with natural fear for these past few months. Maybe you have too. Fear about whether I or someone I love would get sick. Fear about how best to keep myself, my family, those around me safe. Fear about the church and worship and how to do my job. Fear that the injustices in our world will be made worse by the virus and our response to it. Fear that the most vulnerable will be deemed expendable. I've been trying hard to keep my natural fear from becoming irrational or crazy fear, and most days I succeed. But in this period of staying at home, of waiting, I too have had more time to, to pray and to reflect. And God has slowly been using that time to turn my natural fear into holy fear. Yes, I'm still scared, but over this time I have learned how to more deeply lean into my faith and into the conviction that God, who did not abandon the Israelites to Pharaoh, that the Father, who did not leave the Son in the grave, that Jesus, who did not leave the disciples orphaned, will not abandon me or you to COVID-19 or anything else, for that matter. In this time of waiting, I have learned holy fear. I've learned to trust that the love of God, the faithfulness of Jesus, the advocacy of the Spirit is the most powerful force in the universe, and that this God, this triune God, will see me and you and the whole world through this crisis, even as God remakes and reshapes the world. Now, no longer do I pray for things to return to normal. Instead, I pray that God will grant me the courage and faith and trust to follow the Spirit and jump into whatever future God is creating. Stay here, Jesus says. And so I take a deep breath and wait for whatever God will do. Amen. I invite you to join us in singing our hymn of the day, number 674, Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ.
Together, we confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and in all places in praying for the church, for the world, and for all in need. Living God, you choose us to be your witnesses in the world. We pray for the church in every place and the congregations in our own community. Focus our hearts and minds on the ministry we share in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, all creation sings praise to you, and you delight in the songs of the waves, the wind, the slow movement of land, the quiet sounds of growing forests and grasslands. Teach us humility and respect for our home planet, when storms rage and threaten life, we pray for safety for those caught in the midst of it all. And when the rains and winds subside, we pray for swift response, for care, for support, for much needed resources, as we pray especially for those affected by Cyclone Amphon, Tropical Storm Arthur, and the flooding in Michigan. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gentle God, we wait with hope for your presence to heal us, to bless us, to restore us, to give us peace. You know by name all those who are suffering. We pray especially for those who are lonely, for those who live in fear, for those living with mental illness, for those in our community who are sick. As we pray especially today for Chris Vanderberg, Steve Vanderberg's brother, for Harvey Hinsman, for Steve Terry, for Steve Knutson, for Marilyn Lee, for Carolyn Barnhart, for Jeanette Breckner and her family, as she now nears the end of life. Be present, O oh God, with these we have named, and with those we name in our hearts. Work your love and peace in them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you are with us in times of trouble. With gratitude, we remember on this day all those who have served their nation and died to protect it. Grant safety to those who are currently serving at home or abroad, and assure them of your never-failing love, presence, and promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Shepherding God, you watch over our going out and our coming in. As we say goodbye to Deacon Kelly Jensen, we give thanks for the life and ministry we have shared with her. Bless her and her family as they set out on a new adventure. Give them faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where they will land, but only that your hand is leading them and your love is supporting them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Infinite God, your inheritance given to all your saints is your presence in our life and in our death. We remember with thanksgiving those who have died in faith and live now eternally with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. 
I invite you to share a sign of the peace with those whom you may be gathered or with your television screen coming back at us. Peace be with you. We continue our worship now as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. I invite you to set to your table with bread and wine or grape juice. And as we sing our offertory, I encourage you to think about the ways God has uniquely equipped you to be generous, the ways in which God is calling you to use your gifts in service and in generosity. We welcome your offerings to OSL for our shared ministry. You can send in your offering through the mail or use our online giving option on our website, oslme.com. We join in singing now our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Let us pray. Merciful God, our ordinary gifts seem small for such a celebration, but you make of them an abundance, just as you do with our lives. Feed us again at this table for service in your name and the strength of the risen Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Wherever you are this morning, I invite you to share communion with those who gather with you or to receive communion yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ is shed for you. As you share communion with one another, we share a gift of music with you this morning we sing Beautiful Savior.
We're going to try that again. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, you have fed us with your word and our hearts burn within us. Through this meal, you have opened us to your presence. Now send us forth to share the gifts of Easter with all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope, and turn your mourning into dancing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. To brief the ministers of OSL, to brief you, I remind you of a few ongoing ministry opportunities or education opportunities. Pastor Sarah's Acts Bible study materials are available on our website under the growing tab on the adult education page. I remind you that she is continuing to host a virtual conversation every Sunday at 1 p.m. and you can access all of the information for that study on um, that adult education webpage at any time. Your OSL Council is continuing to meet every two weeks virtually to assess our safety practices and our plan. We are committed to following the recommendations of the ELCA, the Wisconsin Council of Churches, our Synod, and a local medical professional's advice and recommendations. We We'll continue to gather virtually for worship until it is safe enough once again for us to be together face to face. Thank you for all the ways that you are supporting and reaching out to one another and for all the ways that you are being the church at work in and for the world. Our worship concludes today as we sing together our sending hymn Crown him with many crowns, hymn number 855, and we will sing verses 1, 2, and 4 together.
Christ is risen just as he said. Go in peace. Share the good news. Alleluia. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Alleluia. Thank you.